Good evening, y'all, and welcome back for episode 105 of Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem. Tonight's episode is part three of the Doomsday Mom and the final episode of the Doomsday Mom episodes for now. Now, as of right now, Lori Vallow Daybell hasn't been sentenced, and the trial for Chad Daybell won't likely start until the middle of 2024. Now, once Lori is sentenced, I'll be back with an update on that and then when chad goes to trial there will be more episodes then now i hope y'all had a good memorial day weekend uh, i kind of spent it battling car issues but um my awesome awesome son-in-law he got me back on the road um and it did rain and it was chilly here um i'm talking like down into the 50s which is not typical for may temperatures in south carolina at all now we're normally into the mid to upper 90s by now so i'm not complaining about the 50s because it's just been nice it's just that it's been a bit weird because that's just not normal for us but anyway y'all let's get into tonight's episode and get this one all wrapped up Before I get started, I just also want to say another thing that um, we're dealing with this week is Ariel. I've noticed that she hasn't been, and I hate to even say this, but she hasn't been pooping her normal poops. And she has, like, vomited twice this morning. So, um, she's at the vet. Dr. Bell is looking at her. You know, my daughter, Courtney, she's one of the vet techs there. She sent me a text just a few minutes ago and told me that, um... She seemed to be in a little bit of pain when they put her up on the x-ray table to make sure she didn't have any blockages, and it didn't show any blockages in the x-rays, but she does have a ton of arthritis in her back, and that's got me sad. So, um, just letting y'all know, if this sounds choppy, it might be because I have to stop in the middle of something to answer a phone call or a text or something about her. But anyway, let's go ahead and get things started. So now in the trial, we're up to May the 1st of this year, and that was day number 14 of the trial. Dr. Eric Christensen took the stand, and he was the medical medical examiner. Uh, I can't talk. Medical examiner who performed the autopsy of Tammy Daybell. Dr. Christensen told the jury that Tammy's manner of death was homicide, and her cause of death was asphyxia. Christensen also told the court that injuries that included bruising on her arms and chest were consistent with someone being restrained. Also on that day, a senior DNA expert testified that hair that was found on duct tape matched Lori's DNA. On the following day, neighbors of the Daybells, their names were Alice and Todd Gilbert, they testified about Chad's demeanor on the day that Tammy had passed away and at her funeral. And needless to say, it was really nothing like the grieving spouse you would expect, you know. But um, shortly after Tammy had passed away, Chad told Alice to not tell anyone about Tammy's death. But if she did, to wait at least an hour before she did that. Which is 
strange too. But anyway, both of the Gilberts compared Lori's and Chad's displays of affection to those of like teenagers. You know how teenagers out in public are all kissy kissy and touchy touchy and whatnot. Um, and both of them also recalled Chad mentioning that Lori had recently lost a daughter. Then audio was played from a podcast episode that Todd had listened to where near the end, Lori had mentioned that her life had taken a really bad turn and she wanted the Lord to take her home. That's a quote from her. Now, she also said that she had fought with Satan before telling others to turn their lives over to God. On day 16, another friend of Lori's, her name, and I'm going to attempt to pronounce her last name, but her name is Audrey Baratirio. Um, she took the witness stand, and she talked about two separate times that Lori had wanted to work on Charles Vallow and Tammy Daybell. And the friend said it made her very, very uncomfortable. And she also talked about a time that Lori had called her naive just before threatening to cut her up and bury her. What a wacko, to say the least, right? Now, on that same day, Ann Pawlowski took the stand. Now, Ann, you know, is the husband of Lori's niece, Melanie. And Ann told the court that after a few days of listening to Lori's religious beliefs, he just couldn't listen anymore. I mean, you can't blame him, right? And he said that Lori ranted about being possessed and about people being light or dark, which he found disturbing. And his testimony carried over into the next day when he told the court that he found it odd that Lori and Chad said that there was going to be a spiritual attack on the very same day that Alex Cox died. Later, Detective Ryan Pillar testified about investigating Brandon Bordeaux's shooting and talked about how it tied to Tylee and J.J. Misson. Well, the following day, which we're now we're up to Friday, May the 5th, FBI Special Agent Doug Hart, who had analyzed Lori's iCloud account, talked about text messages he had found in that iCloud, iCloud account. Now, in one conversation, Lori and, and Chad talked about Charles, Tylee, J.J., and Tammy being obstacles. Then there were texts from Alex Cox that revealed that he was in an alleged conspiracy involving the deaths of Tylee, J.J., and Tammy. Then there was many romantic texts between Lori and Chad that were found, further you know, solidifying the theory that they had been in like this illicit affair. Now, on the following Monday, when they come back to court, Hart took the stand again to talk about more text between Chad and Lori that included a plan being put together for Tolly and JJ. In one text, Lori said that she was trying to get to the bottom of what she needed to do to eliminate her children. Who says that kind of thing, that they need to eliminate their children? And, and while we're talking about that, why would you text that? Because listen, Y'all, there's not anything these days that you can really pull over on anybody. Like, they have ways of getting into your text messages. Even if you delete them, they're still there, you know? Um, emails, anything, it's still there even if it's been deleted. They can find it, okay, y'all? Um, so, 
why people do stuff like this is beyond me. Now, another text from Lori talked about doing work, which I believe refers to the castings that we talked about earlier. And, you know, she wanted to do it on Tammy. And she asked Audrey for ideas. And she also said in the text that they, referring to law enforcement, would use Alex to get to her and Chad. Now, I know, you know, what they've said caused Alex's death was natural causes. But, you know, they've said that in the beginning about Tammy. So, it just seems to me that his death is suspicious, too. And, y'all, I'm sorry, that was just a random thought I had. But then on day 20 of the trial, it was announced that Lori wouldn't be taking the stand during the trial. Which, you know, it's one of those rare things that if it happens, you know, um, you know, you might recall Alex Murdoch, he did take the stand in his defense. And I honestly believe it didn't do him any favor. So maybe that's why, you know, they were like, no, Lori, you don't need to take the stand. But anyway, prosecutors called on FBI investigator Nicole Heideman. And they called her back to the stand, and she testified about the romance novel-type text that Lori, or Chad sent Lori. Um, from what I've read of those, it's kind of like a Harlequin novel-type thing um, that um, Chad had written about her, him and, and Lori and giving them fictional names and stuff. But anyway... Um, Prosecutors also rested their case, followed by the defense resting theirs without calling any witnesses of their own. And the following day, Judge Stephen Boyce and counsel discussed jury instructions, and then finally, the next day, the jury was given the case to deliberate on. Now, it only took them eight and a half hours of deliberations for the jury to come back with a guilty verdict of all six charges. Now, Lori's sentencing has been scheduled to take place on July the 31st at 9 a.m., and that's July 31st of this year. But y'all get this, um, she's since, since her trial, she's also been indicted on a new charge in Arizona, and that charge is conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. And that charge comes from her planning to kill her niece's ex-husband, Brandon Bordreau. The indictment from Maricopa County reads, quote, The state further alleges that the offense charged in this count is a dangerous felony because the offense involved the discharge, use, or threatening, threatening exhibition of a gun, a deadly weapon, or dangerous instrument, and or the intentional or knowing infliction of serious physical injury upon Brandon Bordreau. End quote. It also says that Lori and her brother Alex agreed to kill Bordreau. And remember, she still has to stand trial for the murder of her husband, Charles Vallow. And, and of course, that's going to take place in Arizona. And here's another get this moment from this whole thing. Um, Lori's defense attorney filed paperwork just this past Thursday for a new trial. And the petition cites three reasons that they're asking for a new trial, and they all include so-called errors that, that happened during the trial. The first of those is that the court misdirected the jury in a matter of law related to jury instruction in the conspiracy charges. 
And the second is that the court misdirected the jury in an amended indictment. And the third is a juror interview that showed jury instructions were confusing and that, you know, that one juror that they're talking about that was in this interview knew of evidence that wasn't submitted to the jury. And that comes from, you know, jury number eight, Saul Hernandez, and he spoke in an interview for East Idaho News. And in that interview, Hernandez said that police in Arizona had major red flags, and if they had actually followed up on some things, maybe there wouldn't have been that trial in Idaho. I have to agree. Um, now, those things that he was talking about are the death of Charles Vallow and Hernando Hernandez, gosh, Hernandez also referenced body cam footage from back in January of 2019 when Charles Vallow talked with the Gilbert police telling them that Lori had lost her reality and that he was worried about the safety of J.J. and Tolly. Now, defense attorneys argued in the motion for a new trial that that evidence wasn't presented in the trial, which is true, but they have objections to Hernandez and Nate Eaton, who conducted the interview, referencing that evidence from Arizona. Now, what happens next is the prosecution will have a chance to file an objection, and if they do, the judge will schedule a hearing. So, if they do decide to give her a new trial, it's safe to assume that her sentencing won't take place in July. Now, this is just yet another thing that I'll be updating on y'all soon. Well, y'all, I know this was a short one, but um, that wrapped up what we know up to this point about the case surrounding Lori Daybell. But um, that's really all there is to say at this point. Now, come back next week for an all-new episode, and I'm going to be talking about three little girls that were murdered while they were away at Girl Scout camp in Oklahoma and that took place in the 1970s and also I want y'all to be sure to check out the links in the episode description y'all have a good night and a good week